Alright, tractor lovers, for the love of tractors fans, toy tractor fans, big tractor fans, and everything in between, this is Jason with the For the Love of Tractors podcast, and I am back from the St. Louis Farm Toy Show, the Gateway Farm Toy Show, if you will. What a great show that was this year. So I just thought I would take this podcast and just talk about it for a little bit. So I hope you don't get bored. I'll talk about what I saw there, some new things some old things, some observations, and just uh, why you should go to a farm toy show. So we rolled into St. Louis on Friday late afternoon, and there was just a huge snowstorm that week before that that hit us in the Midwest here. St. Louis, kind of on up north, basically. I think south of there got ice. So it was a mess and I was concerned about turnout. I think everyone was concerned about turnout. So the first place I went, uh, upon getting to the show, well, I guess first I went and checked in on my friends Angotti farm toys, uh, you know, just to see if they got there. Okay. Say hi to them. Herb Minix, uh, his sons, Bobby and Mike, and uh, our friends Barry and Brian Mori from B&B Farm Toys, and, and luckily everybody made it good. Everybody was in good spirits. Um, the one thing I noticed there, uh, pretty much right off the bat, was the crowd was definitely down on Friday, and so that that kind of worries you a little bit. Now we weren't selling at the show, so uh, that didn't matter to me so much. But you you want your vendors, you want the guys that are set up there that have brought their things to the show. You want them to do well. You, you know there are plenty of farm toy enthusiast in this world that all the dealers that are set up can can kind of you know make their money and uh you you want that to happen because that's how these shows continue on strongly so then i went down to the ballroom now if you're not familiar with st louis the ballroom is downstairs and then you walk through uh the area where the custom contest and the display contest is going to be to get to the ballroom and i got down there and it was also deserted which was a little uh, unnerving, I suppose, there on Friday night, because usually you'll have several people setting up displays Friday. Now, I'll talk about more about that in a little bit. And then I got to the ballroom, and there were definitely some dealers missing, and it was like, uh-oh, this is, this is, this is really bad news. So I talked to, uh, some, some friends of mine, and, you know, they were kind of like, yeah, it's, it's been slow today. I think the weather, but we're hoping for a good tomorrow and, and all that. So the really great thing about that Friday, I think everybody, everybody kind of knew Saturday was going to be big. The weather was going to be better. Uh, it was, you know, another day between the snowstorm so that the roads were better shape. I think everybody was anticipating a big day. And, and for that reason, everybody was in a great mood Friday night. Now, uh, we're, we're very fortunate to be friends with a, a huge variety of people in the farm toy world, really. But uh, we've kind of got a group uh, of friends kind of from the northern Iowa area. And, you know, I guess they're really kind of spread all over the country. But... Um, Anyway, we were invited, and and really anybody was invited, but we were invited to uh, just kind of a, let's call it a family reunion of farm toy folks uh, after the show Friday evening. So the the show 
soft closes at six o'clock on Friday. Now uh, that means they they're closing the ballrooms basically. You know, for security reasons, they close those, lock those up, and everybody gets out. Uh, now, of course, the rooms at St. Louis you, there are a lot of rooms open Friday well into the night. Uh, people just buying and trading, uh, you know, doing some bartering or just sitting around talking, having a great time. I know I, I didn't get a chance to wander the rooms too much, but I know I saw several pictures from the rooms of some pretty good gatherings, and I have a feeling some really, really good times were had, really good stories were shared at those gatherings uh, that Friday night. So anyway, we um, were able to go down and uh, talk to our, uh, you know, like I said, have our little family reunion, I think is the best way to put it. And, you know, right away, uh, I was able to find a seat. There was about three tables of people there. Uh, so I don't know, maybe 20, 25 people, uh, just hanging out. And I sat down by my friend, Dave Holman. Um, if you guys don't know Dave Heartland custom farm toys, really cool stuff. Awesome combines. I think, I think that's kind of what I know Dave for or what I feel like his specialty is, but he's a very good custom builder. Uh, he does a little bit of everything, tractors, tillage, you name it. So, uh, I sat down and talked to him. It's always love talking to Dave. And then, uh, Aaron Jensen comes in. If you guys don't know, uh, Aaron, I'll plug him. Jensen diecast does a lot of parts, does a lot of display items, things like that. Um, so him and I have a little bit of a crossover on display, but we buy from each other as well. So, um, you know, that's just the way it is in the farm toy world. I've, I've, it's kind of funny. Like I had somebody ask me, uh, I don't remember what show it was at, but they're like, Oh, is it kind of a rivalry between you and so-and-so? And I'm like, no, not at all. We buy each other's stuff. <laughs> and so, um, it's just the way it is. I think we all, you know, we just love the hobby. So that's fun. Um, but anyway, so that con that conversation got really interesting because so you've got three guys. We're all about the same age. I imagine Aaron's a little bit younger than Dave and I, uh, but we're all you know youngish guys or you know middle middle aged guys in the hobby, I guess at this point. And uh, we were talking about three D printing. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a hot topic. We all have 3d printers. We all do 3d design. We all do 3d printing. So, uh, when you can kind of sit and pick your brain with other guys doing it, you can learn things. Um, what was really funny, one of the funniest things, uh, about the whole weekend I thought was, so we're sitting there talking and like, the first thing I remember is Aaron, Aaron goes, um, Oh, have you guys seen one of those, uh, mechanical pin, like, uh, pencil or pen sanders, uh, is what he called it. And, uh, it really saves your time on body work. And I'm like, Oh no, you got to show me that. So he pulls it up on Amazon. Uh, it's cool. And I'm like, Oh man. And like, I swear to God, Dave and I both bought one right there on the spot. And then, um, and I did get it and it is really cool by the way. And then, um, anyway, a, a few minutes later, like somebody else says, oh, like, well, do you have one of these? And then the other two guys, they're pulling up and they're like, nope, but I do now. You know, like, so it was really funny. We were sharing tips and tricks with each other and, and tools of the trade. And it was just a lot, a lot of fun. And, um, anyway, just great talking to those guys. Uh, so then a few minutes later, Andrew O'Leary comes down and he starts setting up his display for the contest. So we got to sort of get a sneak peek of that, if you will, which is really cool. Um, it's always great to talk to Andrew. He's a super guy, uh, obviously a really good display builder. So it's always fun to, uh, to see what he's up to. 
and maybe pick his brain a little bit about displays. Um, and then there was this moment where, uh, you know, I just, I like to bounce around. I just, I'm just kind of like talking to different people. Uh, I, I like to take it all in and I look over at the, uh, at one of the tables and at this table is, uh, Chucky Stevens, Jeremy Richards, Chad Harris, Brian Long, um, Seth Eberhardt, just some other, you know, guys, and it kind of hits me, like, and they're all laughing and having a ball, and, and, you know, I'm sure they're telling stories and picking each other's brains and stuff, too, and, uh, it just, it just hit me all of a sudden, like, tomorrow morning, these guys are gonna be in competition in the 16th scale custom and scratch contest, but here they are tonight, just having a blast talking to each other, and I think that's one of the really interesting and unique things about this hobby is that for the most part you don't have those unfriendly rivalries like you have in other hobbies now there may be one or two guys out there I don't know but um it's really fun when you can see guys like that and just think of the knowledge of building that was sitting at that table so much fun and I was fortunate enough to talk to those guys and I wanted to do uh, some interview podcasts with them, but the one thing I found is the weekend goes so fast that it's really hard uh, to to find the time to do that. I was really hoping I had three or four guys I wanted to, maybe like Chuck or Jeremy, I really wanted to talk to Chad Harris more than I did. I mean, I was fortunate enough to get to talk to Chad, but I was hoping to maybe get him on the podcast or, uh, you know, even Brian, Brian Long or uh, my friend Jim Vuig, who's a great builder. I wanted to get him, but the the week just goes, the weekend goes so quick and there's so much to do. Um, it really was not possible, unfortunately. Um so that's the way it goes. But anyway, it, it was a blast. Friday night was so much fun. Uh, so we stayed there at the hotel. So what's really nice about that is you go upstairs to your room and you can go to sleep. And uh, we, we, hit the, we hit the bed pretty early. Uh, and then what's really great is normally when we go to St. Louis, we used to just go on Saturday. And that meant us getting up about 5, 5.30 in the morning, hitting the road, getting down to St. Louis. Uh, but we stayed at the hotel, so I woke up at like, I don't know, nine. <laughs> and so that was really awesome. Um, got to sleep in for once and, uh, you know, kind of just enjoy, enjoy the morning a little bit. And so anyway, we get downstairs and the phrase, what a difference a day makes really, uh, held true for St. Louis. It was packed just packed down there. So that was awesome. I was really happy to see that good, good crowd on Saturday. You know, what you would expect, maybe even a little busier than what you would expect on a Saturday. I was talking to dealers. Lots of guys uh, were selling like crazy. That was great. Uh, I know a couple buddies of mine, won't mention names, said they had like almost record weekend. So you got to love that. That's what we want in this hobby. And and I did see a lot of sacks of farm toys walking around, you know. And you know me, if you've run into me at a toy show and I see you with a sack, I'm going to ask you what's in that sack. You, know, you just know I am because, I, you know, I love tractors. I love to see what people got. So, um, so I did a lot of that. <laughs> And then Saturday morning, um, or, you know, maybe, maybe like late morning Saturday, uh, I just went down, 
to the, the display area. I just kind of wanted to see it early, maybe before it got super packed, uh, before the judges were going around. I didn't want to be in their way, obviously. And I took some pictures and I've been posting some of those on Instagram. I'm also going to do a short video on the whole thing. But of course, uh, Jason over at Toy Tractor Times will have uh, full videos of those. So uh, I just kind of feel like it's redundant if I do the same thing. So if you, um, if you, don't see a picture or video from me about your display. You know, don't don't feel like, you know, I left you out or or whatever. It's just that I know Jason's going to take care of it. And so um, it's just one of those things where, like, I, I just try not to get in other people's way. But so the displays were fantastic. They were, I mean, they were great. Um, uh, Lane Jansen had a great display. Of course, Andrew O'Leary's... Uh, Alejandro, I can't think of Alejandro's last name, uh, fantastic display. John Sampson had a great display. There were all of the younger guys. I couldn't believe how good the younger guys' displays were. The youth and junior division was incredible. Uh, and then the Eberharts bring their 116 scale Alice Chalmer display, which was just knock your socks off cool. Uh, you might have saw some of that uh, from pictures I did up in Nash at the National. Uh, just an incredible incredible uh, custom tractors they've got the dealership built there fantastic work uh they you know i'm they've got to be super proud of that because it's just one of the really cool displays out there and then um i ran back upstairs uh to one of the other ballrooms upstairs and i was i don't remember i was taking something to somebody or oh no i know what it was uh brian from bnb sent me a text message that they got a delivery of the new versatiles literally that morning. So I ran upstairs to get with the versatile 580, which if you've been over on the For the Love of Tractors YouTube channel, you know uh, what that looks like because I've done a video on that. Anyway, so that was... Um, I ran up there, and as I'm running up in there, I run into uh, Kevin Tolka, another great farm toy dealer, and he says, you're perfect. And I'm like... Uh, what? <laughs> and he goes, you would be perfect to judge the contest downstairs. We need another judge. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so he, uh, he sends me over to El uh, Eldon Niemeyer, who's in charge of the contest. And uh, away we go. So that's the first, I've talked to Eldon before, but that was the first time I really got to talk to Eldon before. Super nice guy. Really enjoyed talking to him. Um, and then uh, all of a sudden I'm a judge. So anyway, I go back downstairs to, to do my judging duties. And lo and behold, uh, I got to build or I got to judge the 116 scale scratch build and custom contest. So that was interesting. Now you might think like, okay, maybe my specialty is displays. Maybe my specialty is uh, custom 164th or something like that. A couple things. Um, one, they've, they've got like Chris Steeb and, you know, other top-notch you know, judges doing those displays. Well, they, they did, uh, they kind of asked if I'd be interested in that, but um, I didn't want to do the displays. One, I've never, I've never entered a display in a custom, con in a dis display contest myself. So, I don't know if that I'm necessarily... Uh, fit for that too. Uh, I don't also don't know that it, it's, it would be fair for me to do that. Uh, considering I do this for the love of tractors thing and I know some of the guys really well, but then some of the other guys I don't know so well. And I, you know, not that I would play favorites cause I wouldn't, I would be impartial, but I would never want somebody to think like, let's say I thought, 
Uh, let's say I thought Andrew O'Leary's display was the best, and he's the one I give the highest score to, and he ends up winning. I would never want people to think, oh, well, he's friends with Jason, that's why he won. I just, you know, wouldn't want that to happen. So, um, and kind of the same way with the 64 scale custom contest, I knew all of those guys, really. Um, and so maybe that would be a way to do it, but, um, and then you get to the 16 scale contest, which is what I judged, and, well, okay, I knew all those guys again, but... That, I felt, was a little different because not only did I know all of those guys, I knew all of them were capable of that elite level of work. So, I think that gave me a, a sort of a firm footing to judge from knowing their capabilities, knowing who they are, uh, and in a lot of cases, seeing some of their builds in progress just because of... Uh, you know, being friends with them, I guess. And so uh, I took, uh, you know, I did the 116 scale contest with two other super nice gentlemen, and I'm blanking out on their names. They were, it was a father-son duo. They were super great people. Uh, so uh, had had great judges to help me with there. And um, anyway, so we go and we judge. So the first, uh, first one we look at is Chad Harris's Right Earthquake. Scratch-built... I mean, every detail was perfect. And, it, you know, the, the earthquake has a Detroit in it, and he even had oil leaking out of the Detroit. Unbelievable detail. Just unbelievable. Um, I, I don't even know. You just have to look at the pictures of it uh, that I posted on Instagram and, and wherever, and when I get the video up, uh, just to see this incredible machine. I, I <laughs> So it's one of those things where... Uh, <laughs> I think I could have easily marked 10 in every category, honestly, for all of the builders. Because if, if you're, if you kind of let that initial emotion hit you, that wow, you're like, this is, this is perfect. So then what you have to really do is kind of get down and dirty to the details and really look and go, well, okay, what is, what is something that could have been better? Um, <laughs> there wasn't much on that earthquake, I'll be honest with you. It was just incredible. Uh, and, and it did end up winning the Scratch-Built Contest, uh, but not by much. And, um, you know, there was a couple things. There was a, maybe a paint line that could have been slightly more crisp or something like that. And that may sound crazy when a guy's building a completely scratch building and, and a tractor like that. But I'll tell you what, that level of competition at St. Louis, that's the stuff that separates... Uh, you know, a first and a second place, maybe something like that. So um, that was really the only thing I thought was off. There was one, and literally it was just one line where I'm like, ah, oh, I just, the paint it almost was perfect. Like it was a nine out of 10 instead of the 10 out of the 10. So uh, I did not score him perfect. Um, I, I just don't think that was the way to go, but I think he got, uh, I think he got something like 40, eight out of 50 or something like that. So, uh, the next one we did was Jeremy Richards. Jeremy Richards did a scratch built, uh, 6,600 John Deere combine. Another absolutely incredible build had all the internals, everything. I mean, absolutely mind blowingly awesome. And it, it's one of those things. Uh, I think, I think Jeremy and Kelly Metzger, Mutzker, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing Kelly's last name wrong, um, 
they both built scratch-built combines. Kelly's was a 4,400, maybe? I don't remember off the top of my head, but... Um, they both built scratch-built combines. They were both incredible builds. And I think on my scoring sheet, I had them one point apart. And I'll be honest, I don't remember who which was which. Um, and both of them were two points, I believe, behind Chad. Uh, on on my sheet. I don't know about the other judges' sheet, but on my sheet. Um, anyway, both of them, what I knocked both of them off for, uh, one was their the paint on one of the hatches that opened up um, just wasn't quite perfect. I think that was on Jeremy's. And then on Kelly's, um, it was something similar and I was like, oh, like it's like again, it's super nitpicky, but I think that's what you gotta be when you're doing a competition level that high. Um, so anyway, both were phenomenal builds. Just top of the line. I guarantee you, anybody would want one in their collection. Uh, and in fact, all three of those scratch builds were incredible. Now there was a scratch build implement as well. Why am I blank on his name? Kettle. This is his last name. Uh, super nice guy. Super talented build. Uh, where I knocked him... Um, so one of the things is how everything works. One of your categories is like, you know, does everything work like it's supposed to? And his, um, his running gear, his lifting, worked, but it was super stiff and it wouldn't stay in the up position. And so that's where I dinged him. And then there was a couple like sort of paint faux pas on some things. Um, so, you know, certainly it was an awesome build. It was a mulch tiller is what it was. That's what he was doing. Um, it was incredible. Or cult of mulcher, I guess, is what I should have called it. Cult of mulcher, not a mulch tiller. It was an incredible build. And again, anyone would want that in their collection. It was phenomenal. Um, so that's that. Uh, the scratch built contest... Again, blown away by the quality. Any one of those guys could have won. I mean, and and I think everybody would have been like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, you're just not going to dispute those. That's how incredible those builds were. The uh, custom 116th contest, that was kind of interesting too. So um, the first custom we looked at, uh, I believe, was the the same guy with the mulch tiller, or the, the cult of mulcher. And he had a uh, kind of like a mulch master that he had made into like a big sunflower finishing tool type thing. It looked great. It was neat. And it worked really well. And he had all the details where he should. And um, just did a phenomenal job on that. Um, I, I don't even know, you know, what, what to say. Uh, just a real solid build. And then uh, the next person we looked at was Brian Long, and Brian brought, um, he brought some internationals, but then his custom was uh, a Steiger Panther Series 4. So you guys know that Ertl brought out the Series 3, uh, the, the price on those things have gone crazy, uh, but Brian took one of those, he customized it with a Series 4 scratch, built his hood out of styrene, uh, the Series 4 hood's a little different, the grill on the Series 4 is a little different, and then he did some framework, because the frame is very similar, but there's just some minor changes, particularly up around the cab, but that attention to detail, he went and found those. 
And then uh, he had to replace all the lights. Series 4 has rectangle lights versus the round lights that we see on the Series 3. So uh, phenomenal build. Paint was perfect as far as I could tell. Um, I know he scored really high on my sheet on that. Um, and then the next uh, custom that was in the contest that we looked at was Jeremy Richards. And he did an 8970 or 80, yeah, 8960, whatever, uh, 8760. I don't know. Okay. It was a, it was a John Deere four wheel drive. Um, knocked it out of the park. Uh, he cut the hood off where it would hinge open. You could see all of the, the motor in there, all of the, uh, induction for the air, the battery, everything, you name it, was up under the hood. The grills opened up on the sides. Um, you know, nice wheels and tires all the way around. Added details just everywhere you would expect him to add details. Uh, interior, rear end, all that sort of thing. Uh, just a phenomenal build. And he ended up winning the custom contest with that build. Uh, I think partly because uh, I don't know that I've ever seen... A, uh, a John Deere of that series, uh, you know, the 60, 70 series, whatever it was, um, go that far as far as detail goes, taken to that level. So, um, of course, you know, when you, you see something that kind of blows you away, obviously Brian's build was incredible with that, that Steiger, but uh, I just felt like Jeremy's was um, a little more... A little more on the difficulty scale, I guess. So uh, maybe that's why he scored a little bit higher for me. I'm not sure, but both of those guys, incredible builds. The uh, the guy with the, the Sunflower Custom at the end, he was awesome too. So anyway, um, it feels like I'm missing one, but uh, eh. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, so that was, that was kind of St. Louis for me. So I was busy. Um, most of the time at the show, I was able to shake hands with a lot of guys. I didn't get to really like sit and talk to a lot of guys. There was definitely a couple guys I would have loved to have. A uh, guy I met a, a couple of years ago, and uh, gosh darn it, blank on his name. Uh, he he was talking to my dad in the lobby at St. Louis a few years ago, and I uh, came up and started talking to him, and he said he he was a fan of my channel and all that, and uh, just a super guy. And I got to shake his hand, but I didn't get to talk to him because I was doing the contest. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have chatted with him for a little bit but maybe at the next show so it was kind of that way with a lot of guys but to all of you that came out to the show thank you to everybody that came up and said hello thank you so much uh always means the world to me um i always love talking tractors with you guys so anyway next show for us is lafayette guys it's like three weeks away it's coming quick and i'm starting to feel the heat on these custom projects so and i'm gonna try fingers crossed to enter the custom contest this year so we'll see. We'll go over there and uh, get my butt kicked, but it'll be fun, and that's what it's all about. So, okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Hope to have some YouTube videos up this week, and uh, hopefully, I can get this podcast thing going a little more regularly. But uh, I think you guys understand that that you know a lot going on, and uh, it's hard to do this somewhat regularly. And I'm really, honestly, not doing it to the quality I want to do it right now, and that's been turning me off a little bit with it. But I'm gonna keep pushing ahead. Keep getting better. We'll go from there. So, anyway, guys, happy tractor hunting. Treat each other well. Have yourselves a great day.